This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. To wrap up the week, we bring back our good friend, political analyst, data guru, historian, all things Indiana government, Scott Strong. Scott, how's it going? It's going good. How about you, Rob? I'm doing great. Okay, we got into this today on WIBC, Abdul and yours truly in for the chicks, and I want to do a little bit more long-form discussion about this. Uh, because I think it's a super important deal, and if the ruling were to come down a certain way, I think it could be uh, very harmful for municipalities all across central Indiana, certainly right here in Hendricks County where housing values are on the rise, especially new housing values. Uh, there's an article out uh, from Star that says the federal government is looking into a complaint in Noblesville and Hamilton County related to essentially them not having enough low-income housing. What's going on? Yeah, so this is an interesting case because Hamilton County is often known as a very well-to-do county. Um, so what they're saying is in the around the town of Noblesville, <clears throat> which is kind of the the upper part of the county there, they're saying that there is a lack of low-income housing in this wealthy suburb, which brings up a whole lot of different issues. And they're, what they're talking about is what they call a term called dampening of diversity because it's not available. Therefore, they're implying that you're putting up some barriers to people moving into this wealthy suburb. Yeah, so the whole goal when you got property taxes put into place is a house, a building, has to have a certain value to pay for the services it uses, that being police or fire or the roads, whatever. And if your building isn't, and it's different in every community, but if a building doesn't have a certain assessed value, the taxes you pay, that being capped at 1% if you're a home, uh, it's, you're just not pulling your fair share, for lack of a better term, not the person who builds the house's fault. It's on the community to make sure those buildings are a certain value. Yeah, so what they're alleging in the complaint is that people of color, and that's the language that they used, are particularly excluded from living in Hamilton County because of eight, because of race and income can be highly court, um, court correlated in this particular case. 
Now, Abdul said this today, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically was insulted by this, by basically you're implying that if you're a person of color, and Abdul can say this because he's a person of color, that you're just saying you can't possibly make enough money to live in one of these communities. That's exactly. So you could, it may be that they just don't want to live there or, um, or that, you know, there are other places that they prefer to live. Yeah, I, I, I look at this lawsuit and to me it is, uh, or this complaint, and I think this is insulting. If I were a person of color, which I'm not, I would be insulted by this. And Abdul, who is, basically insinuated the same thing by saying uh, African-American people are fleeing Indianapolis all the time to head to the suburbs. That's why IPS is in the state it's in. Yeah, so what you the part of the list, this complaint, it lists that the medium rent in Hamilton County is $920 per month, um, which they say would consume more than three quarters of somebody who makes minimum wage workers income. So um, when you take a look at the medium home cost in Hamilton County, they're saying is around two hundred thirty thousand dollars with new homes selling for about 370000 it might just be that people don't want to pay that much to live there. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> look, I'm not a rich guy by any stretch. I live in Brownsburg. I'm building a house right now. And, uh, you know, there are people that have nicer homes than I do. I've lived in a, a duplex or an apartment uh, most of my life. I've never begrudged anyone that had nicer things than me, and I certainly didn't pay high rent, but I didn't come out and say, you've got to do nice things for me yeah when i take a look at that i that's not a that's not a a rent that i would want to pay and i definitely make a little bit more than minimum wage (laughs) you're doing very well (laughs) strong against scott strong our guest we're talking about this uh, complaint to the federal government about noblesville and hamilton county essentially saying that they don't have enough low-income housing and again it comes back to and and we saw this in brownsburg um you want to raise the assessed value of the homes because the tax rates are capped. Now you can't raise taxes to create right. the, ser- the 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 money to make the services. So in order to pay for the services, you've got to have homes at a certain value. This is just basic math. Yeah. So you know, you take a look at this, and and so part of the initial response from the town of Noblesville is they're saying we have more low-income housing in Noblesville than any any other part of the county, yet the the complaint is going after the heart of the issue, which is in Noblesville. As many people know, I'm very rarely on the side of the government, but in this case, I think the government has the right to have whatever living standards they want in that community. And if you can't live there, now if you're currently living there, that's one thing, but if you can't live there or move in there on a new building that's built or whatever, that's too bad. There's plenty of other nice counties in the Indianapolis area that I'm sure have different living standards that you could live. Yeah, so if you take a look at Hamilton County from the numbers that we're looking at, Hamilton County has about 330 subsidized housing units. Of those, 325 of them are in Noblesville, and none of them in Carmel. So that's what the complaint's complaining here. So in addition to that, they're saying about 272 people are using federal vouchers that subsidize rental costs for housing in that area of their choosing. 
Again, Rob Kendall, Scott Strong, talking about this complaint uh, to the federal government saying that Noblesville in Hamilton County doesn't have enough low-income housing. And I'm talking about this. It's not Hendricks County. It's not Boone County in our listening area. But it does have the ability to affect every municipality because if the feds come in and say, you've got to have X amount of low-income housing, that's going to screw the pooch for all these communities who have basically are trying to say, hey, look, we're trying to play by the rules that are set in place, which is if you're going to cap our ability to tax, then here's what we got to have to keep the standard of living that people expect in place. Yeah, this is kind of like the the Affordable Care Act that went through. So um, if they are able to do this and they're they're saying on this and they're not saying that this is going to happen because this obviously has to be reviewed, but they're saying that um, they should have more. So basically, they estimated that Hamilton County needs 11,000 more affordable housing units. Well, if that's the case, do you realize how much more it's going to cost for services for that because they're not going to be paying for it? So everybody else that is there, kind of like Affordable Care Act, you need to pay more so we can bring in other people who can pay less or don't pay anything at all. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, another topic Abdul and I pulled out of the think tank today that I want to go into detail with Strong on is this idea of township government. We said it should go away. I, we both live in municipalities, as I recall. Strong is a man of the county, though. He's a man of the township. So we will get Scott's opinion on township government when we return. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. Org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Speaking with our go-to man for all things government, political historian, data guru, Scott Strong. And Scott Abdul and I got on this topic today. It's something I've been on for a long time. And I want to get your opinion on it because I come at it as a person who lives in a municipality. I think Abdul lives inside of a municipality as well. Uh, We believe that township government is totally wasteful, serves no purpose, and should go away. You're a person who lives in a township and not in a municipality, right? That's correct. What do you think about township government? Um, Township government is, a lot of people are saying it's an anarchic 
antiquated um, system of government um, that basically comes back. And I think you guys talked about this on the air today about the idea was that nobody, everybody could ride a horse within a day to be able to get to their government. And so this township government provides poor relief sponsors, takes care of fire engines and the houses and takes care of the cemeteries that are no longer supported. You know, when I got elected to public office, there was a like a learning curve, as there was for anybody, and I had a pretty good idea about what different people did and what their functions were. But I was, as I was learning about the townships and the township trustees, I kept coming back to that scene in office space where they sit down and they go, now what yeah. do you do here? And the yes. guy keeps trying to come up with the excuse, but there's nothing that he really does. And that, to me, is township government in a nutshell. What do you really do here? Not much. Yeah, so uh, and just happens that I have the township trustees budget for Center Township, which is the center um, center township, which is primarily around the town of Danville and that area around it. So they have a budget of going through about two hundred and forty-five thousand uh, or two million four hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars. Um, for a year. So this is a significant taxable rate uh, that's pulling in a lot of dollars for the community. Yeah, and Abdul made the good point, and there's one of two ways this could go. And we're going to get into the, the, there's a bipartisan history of saying township government should go away, but there's one of two things that could happen to quote unquote the townships. They could go to the county, which might be preferred, or they could come right. into the municipality, which is nearest, and you would essentially eliminate a level of government that does nothing. It makes sense to me. Yes. Oh, and I, I misstated that. That's about two hundred and forty-five thousand, not two million. Um, just so we don't get calls in from people saying he stated the wrong number. So yes, you're right, though. So there was a move about ten years ago. Shepherd Kernan, um, which was a, a couple people from the Republican and the Democratic Party chief justice and the former governor, um, kind of got together and made some recommendations on this. And so what's happened is they're saying that the possibility exists that you could really have great savings if you were to consolidate these into the county and kind of have a county-directed um, people to, to oversee the poor relief and take care of these firehouses and stations and then also take care of any other issues with cemeteries that have been left abandoned. Right. And we look through like, uh, let's take uh, Hendricks County, for example, out where I'm at in Brownsburg. And I know it's a little different for you out in Danville. But uh, mm -hmm. if you live in a township, the county provides your law enforcement. That's the sheriff. There's a county yep. 911 dispatch uh, center. The county plows your roads. The fire territory is a taxing entity that provides its own sets its own tax rate what is there if you live in brown or lincoln township for the township to do i guess they cut the cemetery in lincoln township but that's about it yeah so their their primary purpose is in a couple of different areas um part of it is some people would say um you know you're in our county and town in center township we have a $76,000 budget just for salaries that are in this. And then the rest of it starts to break down. So they've been averaging around fifteen dollars to $20,000 of direct poor relief to people who need assistance in this area. And then a lot of the rest of it is going into um, buying a new fire engine for the Danville Fire Department that's been here. So um, several, th you know, very things there. So capital improvements, you know, 
several thousand dollars going out uh, maintaining some cemeteries that are out here. Um, so it's nice to have somebody local to take care of that. But I think you could also do that with a county board that would bring together some of these salaries and you could really get some savings if you had a centralized ability um, to might me get, uh, to work on these services and provide these services. And it's interesting because I've we got a we posted the by the way you can find the entire conversation that Abdul and I had on this uh, on wibc.com uh, it's posted up there if you want to go back and, and listen to another perspective on this uh, it's interesting because I got some messages from people saying would it eliminate cost and because there are tax caps so and everything goes into the circuit breaker blah 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 and there's like three people in the country that understand our tax cap formula but if you're under the tax cap and you eliminate this level of taxation you would lower people's tax rates or it would get people under the tax cap. So it would be a significant savings for some people. All right. This would be a significant savings for the communities. If you can take it's kind of like school corporations where, you know, each of the schools are buying some of the same supplies. If they can come together in a cooperative and it's the same thing here. If you can bring these township organizations together, you could save money not only on salary, supplies, office space, but you could also pull together some resources so that you could do more with using less resources to provide to that community. So you have increased productivity and efficiency across the entire governmental service. Again, uh, Scott Strong, Rob Kendall, we're talking about uh, township government. Does it need to go away? Is it a waste of taxpayer money? The consensus seems to be yes. So then the next question is, why does it, st- it still exist? And Scott, the only logical thing you can look at is the influence of these township trustees who make a lot of money to not do a whole lot, and they don't want to stop making a lot of money. That's exactly right. So in some of the communities that are, you know, the bedroom communities, you have trustees that are in some places making as much as $75,000 or more, which is more than some of your full-time county elected officials. So for the person that's working at McDonald's and this guy's working full-time, he's making less than the township trustee who's working part-time. All right. Uh, here is the question that I have, and I posed this earlier today, and I'm not sure if there is a right answer to it, is how do you get people fired up and enough about this to kickstart this conversation about the legislature actually doing something to get rid of township government? Because the people should be upset that they're paying for this thing that does essentially nothing. Yeah, I think there's a couple of steps. I think, number one, you're going to realize that we're not going to go away with township government overnight. Um, But when we take a look at this, Indiana has more elected officials than almost any other state barring California. And you can say California is bigger because we have all of these townships. So a couple of things that probably need to happen is I think the first thing that they need to do is start to consolidate township government. Um, Our our just as technology and times have changed, the, the, the difference in how these things are carved up probably needs to be brought together. We've got more than a thousand townships. I think it's 1,100 some plus in the state of Indiana. Maybe we only need three or 400 or about 25% of what those are. And then we also need transparency. I actually proposed a bill to our state legislature this last year. It didn't get picked up. They put a lot of things on gateway, but I think if you had transparency, 
transparency to list all the budgets at the county offices um, so that people could see this, this would become a much bigger issue for the local communities. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. You know, we're central Indiana today, so we like to talk about local people and things. And a guy who used to be local, he lives in Washington, D.C. now, but former Governor Mike Pence has proposed we go back to Mars. So we'll talk about that next here on Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Wrapping up the week with a little bit of fun. Our good friend, political uh, historian, data guru, historian extraordinaire, Scott Strong with us today. And uh, let's wrap up. Uh, Strong, Mike Pence has been appointed by Donald Trump uh, to a committee that basically uh, its job is to sort of reinvigorate the space program in America. And Pence says we're going to put boots on Mars. Uh, There's a lot of people who would like to send Mike Pence to Mars, including people in this state. Uh, Do we have the money to be trying to send people to Mars? You know, I... I think this is kind of one of those conversations. In, if you ask that question, probably most of the people are thinking, what? But the reality is, what would happen by us having such an initiative to move to Mars would spur the technological development. And so we've had a lot of nice technology that was implemented i.e. computers and other things, by our recent, by when, when in the 60s when John F. Kennedy said, we're going to put a man on the mo- put a man on the moon, we can see some of those exact same things here because it would spur technology and innovation to get there, which could improve our lives here in the present. You see how the average person hears that, though, and they're like, we got all these problems on Earth, and you're concerned about going to Mars? Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it's always tough. You've got the public good. Why do we, you know, why do we have starving people? And yet we're building a new government center, you know, type of a thing. <laughs> and hey, if you're Pence, because Pence is our tie-in here on Central Indiana mm-hmm. today, why would you be like, yeah, okay, I'll be the space guy, and my job is to come out and say we're going to go to Mars. Well, you know, interestingly enough, when I heard this, the very first thing I thought of was there was a previous vice president from Indiana by the name of Dan. (laughs) You might remember this guy, um, Dan Quayle. He was, when he became Bush's vice president, one of his big jobs that he was given was to take over NASA and look for savings and work to make things better over there. So I thought it was very interesting in a predictive pattern analysis to see here is a new vice president from Indiana that's following along the same footpaths of somebody that went before him. 
All right. Well, we will see what happens. Scott, great job as always. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can just search Central Indiana Today. Download the show right, uh, right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5.00. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317 317- 286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at one twenty four East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is eight five eight one four two two. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is in 
FamilyDentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.